I have, uh, I have always repeated many times over yung ating pong vision na binigay ng Panginoon that we are here to impact the lives of so many others because many people are in search of the salvation of the Lord. And it is fitting na as a church, we would always be reminded of the mission that God has given us. And ang mga kapastoran po amin po itong isinasa puso, mini-memorize, mga elders, mga ministry workers, we're always encouraged by the call of the Lord and we are here to evangelize the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's our first calling, to share Jesus. But we're also here to experience God more powerfully in worship, more intimately in prayers. Yan sinasabi ni Pastor Ren kanina. But we are also here to encourage the believers through a caring and a discipling community. Meron pong sequence yan. Pag na-evangelize na natin, we pray that that believer will experience the power of God and that he be encouraged by being discipled. And that he will be equipped as well or she will be equipped with ministry and leadership skills. Dahil merong gagawin ng Panginoon sa buhay ng bawat taong hinirang niya sa kanyang kaharian. And we are also very intentional in empowering the next generation so that our young people can reach their world for Christ. That our young people, as young as they are, sa kanilang murang edad, kanilang pong yayakapin ang panawagan ng Panginoon, ang mundong nangangailangan ng presensya ng Diyos. And we are here to engage the marketplace. If the people won't come to church, we will bring the church to them so that they will experience the love of God. And what's the bottom line of this? So that we can extend the kingdom of God through missions and church planting. As Pastor Ren already said, ang ating pong magiging, ang ating pong magiging emphasis for the next four more Sundays of July is the second mission statement, and that is to experience God more powerfully in worship and more intimately in prayers. We will give so much emphasis on this. We have had our evangelism Sundays. We have talked about everything that we do outside of the church. But in this month, ang pag-uusapan po natin ay ang panawagan ng Panginoon na ang bawat anak niya sa loob ng kanyang tahanan ay mararanasan ang presensya ng Panginoon. Dahil kung meron tayong encounter sa ating minamahal at buhay na Diyos, ang pag-evangelize, ang pag-disciple, ang pag-empower, ang pag-engage, ang pag-extend ay magiging madali, hindi maganit. Dahil bit-bit ng overflow ng ating experience ng presensya ng Diyos. At the heart of this are the lighthouse Levites. Katulad po ng Old Testament, meron pong hinirang ang Panginoon na tribo sa Old Testament, the Levites tribe, to take care of the spiritual well-being of the people. In lighthouse, our lighthouse Levites are very much at the core of everything that God is doing so that His people may be edified para mapalakas, may strengthen ang katawan ni Kristo dito sa lighthouse. Alam ko pag sinabi pong Levites, maraming natin na- naisip yung mga kumakanta lang po, ano po. But Levites ministry is beyond the singing. Here in Lighthouse, I can identify four, three or even four ministries that are under the Levites ministries. Number one, ushers. Pinangaralan natin kanina. 
Palapakan ulit natin ating mga ushers, mga kaibigan. Kung wala ang mga ushers who are Levites themselves, hindi natin matatamasa ang order of worship. Ang pangalawa po is our media ministry. Palapakan natin natin mga media people. Ang mga nasa booth, ang mga nag-asikaso ng ating LED screen, ng ating lightings, ng ating the ambience that we have so that when we are here, we can truly hear the Word of God as clearly as possible, even in our online ministry. Pupuhiyan natin si Lord sa buhay ng ating mga media ministers. They are Levites. Ano pa po? We have the performing arts ministry. Kaya po meron tayong mga kantata, meron tayong Easter kantata, December Christmas kantata, kaya meron tayong Agape Dance Crew. Palapakan natin ang ating mga performing arts ministers. Kaya sila sumasayaw, kaya may mga skits, kaya may mga drama, so that we get to experience the Lord in novel ways. We have our praise and worship ministry. Palapakan ulit natin ang ating magigiting ng mga praise and worship ministers. Na dahil sa kanilang galing at puso sa pagpupuri, tayo ay napapasayaw, napapalundag, napapatalon, napapasigaw ng ating pagpupuri sa Panginoon. Thank you, praise and worship team of Lighthouse. Palapakan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. But the very spine, the very backbone of all the Levites' ministries, intercessory prayers. Palapakan natin si Lord sa buhay ng ating mga intercessors. Kaya nagagawa nating ma-enjoy ang presensya ng Diyos. Kaya nakikita natin ang mga kamangha-manghang gawain ng banal na spiritu in our presence. Why? Because we have committed intercessors who day after day, week after week, Sunday after Sunday, they have committed their whole lives to just be praying, to be on their knees, to be lifting the pastors, the ministry works, all of these because we know without the moving of the Holy Spirit, everything that we do here are just religious performances. But when prayers are up, when the prayer room is boiling hot in their fervor, invoke the presence of God, then we know all the saints of the Lord will experience God more fully in worship and in prayers. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen? The next coming three more Sundays after this, we're going to talk about the power of media, the power of intercession, the power of singing unto the Lord. So that all of us here will, at hopefully every preaching every Sunday, we will, we will take home with us that challenge and that depth of gratitude sa dami ng ginagawa ng Panginoon sa buhay ng kanyang mga anak, sa loob ng kanyang bahay, sambahan. And today, I'd like to again especially honor Pastor Ren and Doc, uh, Dr. Jia Portal for being our experienced pastor. Mangyayari lamang itong lahat ng ministry sa pinapagawa ni Lord in the biblical pattern of worship. Dahil merong itinalaga si Lord na pastor, na pastors, mag-asawa pa ang kanyang itinalaga. Para merong, na, merong kumikilatis, merong tumitingin sa detalye that we as a church will truly be true to our biblical calling of ushering people into the ministry of experiencing God. Pastor Ren, Doksha, would you please come up stage? Palapakan po natin ating mga pastors. Pastor Ren, come up. 
Come on, let's cheer on our pastors here. Kaya po nakalagay dyan, Pastor Chef, because uh, Chef Ren is a chef, is a trained, graduated from culinary arts schools, but today ang niluluto niya ay ang magandang experience para sa mga anak ng Diyos. Si uh, Dr. Asya is a medical doctor, but and she has attended to so many lighthouse people, but today she is also a doctor to the souls of the people of the Lord. Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Leo, will you come up please? Church, would you extend your hand to Pastor Ren and Dr. Asha? And I encourage you, church, love on them. Pray for them. Intercede for Pastor Ren and Dr. Asha. We are installing them formally before the people of the Lord so that when you see them, when you remember them in prayers, know that their labors in the Lord are the ones that's making happen by the grace of God, all of these that we are experiencing in the church. Panginoon, salamat po sa buhay ni Chef Ren. Thank you, Lord, that by the calling that has always resonated in his spirit, he has always known, Lord, from the beginning of time that he has been raised and he is being raised by you for the deeper call of leading your people. In your fullness of time, O Lord, he along with Dr. Raja. They have said yes to you, O Lord. They're the ones, Lord, that as the sons of Korah would say, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. So Lord, today as a church and as a body, we commit them to you in prayers that Lord, they shall be endowed with such heavenly vision coming from you, Holy Spirit, so that in all that they do, they will always realize not by might nor by power shall they make things happen. Only by the Spirit of the living God. As a church, them. As a church, Father, we, we honor them before you. Fill them now, Holy Spirit, as they lead your people. In Jesus' name, everyone will say, Amen. Papurihan natin si Lord sa buhay ng mag-asawang ito. Thank you, Doksha. Thank you, Shafran. Sobrang hardworking ang mag-asawang ito. They used to live in Kalamba. Uh, but because they just really want to serve God, they invested their own treasure so that they could have a place here in a nearby condo here in uh, Cityland. Para anytime, nilalakad lang nila ang church. That decision, as they would always tell us, was centered on their desire to truly be of service unto the Lord. To God be the glory forever and ever. Now, ang pattern po ng ginagawa natin sa church is really biblical. And because the Bible is the full counsel of the Lord, we don't dispense, we don't throw away our Old Testament teachings because the Old Testament is the shadow, the foreshadowing of the New Testament realities. You have heard so many preachings and you have been through so many Bible studies that explain the importance of the, the tabernacle, the heart of the 12 tribes of Israel and how the Lord, when they came out of their Egyptian 430 years of being in exile, and they started their wandering in the desert. The Lord has set up a pattern on how worship is to be done. At the very center of it is the tabernacle, 
And all the tribes, Dan, Asher, Naphtali, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Reuben, Simeon, God, all of these, Ephraim, Manasseh, Benjamin, they are surrounding the tabernacle. And each of these tribes, they have been given their lot, their agricultural inheritance, so that they could be productive. But when the Lord looked at the tribe of Levi, the Lord says, no, you're not going to have your farm lot. You're not going to have your business because your business is the business of the kingdom. What you're going to do, Levites, you are going to take care of the spiritual health of the nation of Israel. That is the economy of the Lord. Pagpapalain ni Lord ang labing isang tribo ng Israel dahil merong isang tribo ang Levi na walang ibang aatupagin kundi ang siguruhin, tiyakin na ang spiritual well-being ng bansang Israel ay marubob, masigla, malusog, malakas. Because that is how the kingdom of God works. When the people are healthy, and the, and the Benjamites, and the Issachar people, and the Judah, and the Naphtali, when their tribes come to the temple, when they worship God, they shall be filled. They shall experience God. And when they go out, they are productive in their businesses. They are productive in their works of their hands. And therefore, the Lord would even say, that's why all of you tribes of Israel, you will have your portion, you will have your lot, but Levi, you will have no agricultural land, but the Lord says, but you, I am your portion. Hindi nyo kakailangan, hindi nyo kailangang mag-worry sa kinabukasan ng inyong mga anak. Saan kayo kukuha ng pagkain? Because I have instituted a biblical mandate of how God's kingdom's economy works. That's the principle of tithing over there. And that's why God would say to the other tribes, work hard, I will bless you, but one requirement. In every labor that you produce, in every, in every profit that you produce, bring the tithe back to my temple. So that there will be food in the house. Para sa yung pagkain na yun? Para sa mga Levites that have committed their lives not in anything else, but to worship God and to make sure that the worship experience is always healthy so that all the other tribes shall be blessed. That's how God's economy works. Hindi lahat tinawag maging Levite. Hindi lahat tinawag maging pare. Hindi lahat tinawag maging singer. Hindi lahat tinawag na maging tagabitbit ng mga poles, ng mga curtains ng temple, ng tabernacle. But the Lord would say, but I will bless as well the works of your hands so that you can tithe toward the temple, toward the Levites, so that they themselves will experience the prosperity of the Lord. Now, this now gives or puts emphasis on the very importance, the massive importance of the Levitical ministry in the Old Testament. Wala kayong atupagin. Kundi, siguruhin nyo lang na dalisay ang inyong puso toward God because from the overflow of the ministry of God to the Levitical ministers, they can now minister to the people of the Lord. And that's where the symbiosis, the, the healthy cycle begins. Malusog, malakas, pinagpala ang mga Levites, ang mga pare, ang mga singers, ang mga workers sa loob ng simbahan. Pinagpapala rin ang lahat ng sumasamba sa loob ng templo. And therefore, they are more blessed and they give back to the church. So ang tawag dyan, symbiosis. That's how God's economy works. That's why God would always say, I hate it when you rob me of the tithes. 
When you don't give what you're supposed to give back to the temple of the Lord, it's like robbing God. Because God, itinangi rin ng Panginoon ang mga Levites sa kanyang kaharian. Amen? Now, that's Old Testament. And that pattern was just a shadowing of how God's kingdom works in the very present times. Ang isang mandato lang nila, kung ano man ang panawagan mo sa buhay, ikaw man ay nasa loob ng simbahan, or ikaw ay nasa labas, they would always shout out the Shema, Hear, O Israel! Shema, Israel! Adonai, Elohenu, Adonai, Ekad! Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And then the mandate, and you shall love the Lord your God. With everything that you have, heart, mind, soul, strength, everything you give unto the Lord. Heart, libab, that means your inner man, your acts of will, lahat yan, ibibigay mo sa Panginoon. Magbibigay ka na rin lang, ibigay mo ang buong puso mo. Your libab, soul, your nefesh, your living being, your passions, your appetites, your emotions, ibibigay mo sa Panginoon. Your might, your miod, your muchness, your force, your strength. Hindi lamang yung kalakasan, hindi lamang yung talino, hindi lamang yung puso, but in the wholeness of who you are in God. Head, heart, hand, we are going to give God the best worship. Papurihan nga natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. It's very important that we understand this. And so in the short preaching that I have prepared today, I'd like to ask everyone to please stand up. Open your Bibles now to the book of 2 Samuel. I'd like to ask my wife to come. Nung marinig ko po ang asawa kong binasa ang reading last Sunday, sabi ko, mula ngayon ikaw nang magbabasa ng aking uh, scripture reading dahil sobra akong pinagpala. Open your Bibles now to the book of 2 Samuel. We'll start with chapter 6. Please open your Bible so that you can read along. This is from the New International Version. 2 Samuel, chapter 6, verses 1 to 12. David again brought together out of Israel chosen men, 30,000 in all. He and all his men set out from Bala of Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim that are on the ark. They set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinabal, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the ark of God on it. And Ahio was walking in front of it. David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord, with songs and with harps, lyres, tambourines, sistrums, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irreverent act. Therefore, God struck him down, and he died there beside the ark of God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah, and to this day, that place is called Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. 
Instead, he took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gettite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gettite, for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now King David was told, The Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went down and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of, J of David with rejoicing. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 to 12, the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, now we ask that by the ministry of your Holy Spirit, the one who reminds us of everything that Jesus has taught us, speak now to your people. Our hearts are open, our minds are excited. Our very essence of our lives, we are open to your counsel. Speak now, O Holy Spirit, and glorify the name of Jesus in our midst. In his name we pray. Everyone will say, Amen. We may now be seated as we give praise to the Lord. Palapakan natin ang Panginoon, mga kaibigan. So I have entitled this, as we kick off the Experience Month, Ushering People to Experience God. Ang heart Para sa akin, nung kwento na binasa from 2 Samuel chapter 6, was the importance of what we call the Ark of the Covenant. And uh, the verses that we read a while ago would say that that Ark is called by the name. Ang pangalan niya ay ang pangalan mismo ng Panginoong May Kapal, the Lord Almighty. And it is believed that God is enthroned between the cherubim that are on the ark. When the Lord was leading the people out of Egypt, and the Lord knew that they were coming out of 400 plus years of idolatrous life, when their values had been shaken by the fallenness of the Egyptian culture, the Lord allowed a symbol so that they will have a visible manifestation and representation of the physical presence of the Lord. That's what tabernacle literally means. The dwelling place of God. Now, if you are familiar with uh, history, biblical history, from the book of um, Joshua, even Deuteronomy, from the book of Joshua, Judges, every time they would go to battle, for as long as the... Um, Ark of the Covenant precedes them. Nauuna sa kanila. Wala pong, maka, wala pong makatalo sa kanila. For who can stand in the presence of God? Amen? Walang makatatayo. Walang kahit sino mang Diyos-Diyosan ang pwedeng makatayo sa presensya ng Diyos as represented by the Ark of the Covenant. Now, that's the context. Now, kung balikan natin ang 1 Samuel, the Ark of the Covenant was captured by the Philistines. No, bakit? Akala ko, Pastor, walang makakatalo basta nandiyan ang Ark of the Covenant. Precisely because in the period of the judges, naging malalim ang kasalanan pagtalikod ng bansang Israel sa presensya ng Diyos na talagang tinuruan ng leksyon ng Panginoon ang kanyang mga anak sa Israel 
na kung kayo ay umaasa dahil lamang sa physical presence ng Ark of the Covenant, kayo ay magwawagi kahit ang mga buhay niyo ay liko sa inyong mga kapamaraanan, nagkakamali kayo. You are mocking the Lord. And so they set out this battle against the Philistines and guess what? Tinalo ng mga Pilistino ang mga Israelita and the very Ark of God was captured by the Philistines. You can read that in 1 Samuel chapter 2 all the way to chapter 4. Pero, nung nandun na ang, ang Ark of the Covenant sa kampo ng mga Pilistino, oh, the Philistines had to give up. Why? Because so many curses, nagkakamatayan ng mga Pilistino, mysterious deaths, nagkakabukol sila kung saan-saan, even their god, Dagon, every morning, bagsak ang, ang, ang rebulto ng kanilang diyos si Dagon. Dahil lamang nandun ang Ark of the Covenant, and so ultimately, the Philistines said, you know what? Magsisi na tayo dahil kinuha natin ang tabernacle ng Diyos ng mga Israelita, isoli natin ang ark na ito. Buti pa ang mga Pilistino may paggalang sa presensya ng Diyos. Yung context. Number three. But even as they were returning the ark of the covenant to the nearest Jewish town, those that mishandled the ark died. Tinignan kasi nila ang ark of the covenant. Ibawal silipin yun. And so the people, the Jewish people died. And lastly, ultimately, it was Abinadab. His son is Eleazar that was consecrated to be the guard of the Ark of the Covenant that you can find in chapter 7. And from that moment on, 1 Samuel chapter 7, doon nagtapos ang first chapter, ang unang kabanata ng Ark of the Covenant. For 20 years, the Ark of the Covenant was in the house of Abinadab. And Eleazar, one of his sons, was the caretaker of the Ark of the Covenant. Now, kung titinan niyo po ang inyong 1 Samuel chapter 7, after that, marami na pong nangyari. Si Saul, naging hari na ng Israel, napatay na ni David si Goliath, naging hari na si David, nagka-affair na si David kay Bathsheba. Right? All of these nangyari. And then, of course, this part in 2 Samuel, when David finally became the king of Israel. At kahit si David ay maraming kasutidlan sa buhay, but the Bible calls him the man after God's own heart. Na ang una niyang mandate was to bring back the Ark of the Covenant. Alam ni David, kahit 20 years na, wala sa piling ng mga Israelita ang Ark of the Covenant. Nasa isang, nasa isang um, hindi kilalang baryo, nakasiksik sa isang bahay ng hindi naman sikat na tao na si Abinadab, and yet, David just knew if he was going to prosper in the things that God has called him to be the king, he's got to have the Ark of the Covenant back in Israel. That's what we read a while ago in 2 Samuel chapter 6. Sa excitement ni David, gusto niyang dalhin pa ang Ark of the Covenant. And so our story today is a story of two breakthroughs. Dalawang breakthrough lamang po. Anyan ang ating magiging scope ng preaching. Ang breakthrough na nangyari sa buhay ni Uza, that breakthrough that led into his death, at ang breakthrough na nangyari kay Obed-Edom, or Edom, that led to the overflow of blessings in the life of Obed-Edom and his household. I'd like to relate this to the life that we have here in church. Because you can be in the church and you can be working for God, working for God. And yet, God forbid that some of us can be an Uza. 
that you are, you appear to be working with God, and yet there is this deep irreverence in your heart. Or you can be an Obed-Edom, that you did not take for granted the calling of the Lord to serve Him, and you experience His blessings and the rest of your posterity. Ang buong pamilyang napabilang sa'yo ay pagpapalain ding lubos. Let's go to Uza, the first breakthrough. Sino ba si Uza? Si Uza ay anak ni Abinadab. Si Abinadab merong tatlong anak. Si Eleazar, si Uza, si Ahayo. Si Eleazar ang inanoint, kinonsecrate na maging tagapagbantay ng Ark of the Covenant. For one reason or another, pagdating sa 2 Samuel chapter 6, wala na pong mention kay Eleazar. I don't know, maybe she died, maybe he died, maybe he perished, maybe he fell away, I don't know. Pero pagdating sa 2 Samuel chapter 6, nung itinatransport na ang Ark of the Covenant from Abinadab's house toward Jerusalem, ang narecord na lamang, si Ahayo na uuna sa Ark of the Covenant, si Uza na nasa may bandang likod ng Ark of the Covenant. So what happened? And our reading today recorded na nung sila ay naglalakad na and David had his 30,000 strong men and they were dancing and rejoicing because David was thinking, ito na yung araw ng pagbabalik ng Art of the Covenant, biglang nalubak yung baka na humihila doon sa kar- karuahe kung saan nandun nila inilagay ang Art of the Covenant, which was not the prescribed way, by the way. Because the prescribed way was that the Ark of the Covenant was supposed to be carried on the shoulders of the Kohatites, one of the clans of the Levites. Pero dahil sa pagmamadali ni David, ignorance ni David, basta gusto kong maiuwi sa Jerusalem, inilagay nila sa isang kar- karuahe, hinila ng baka, inalubak yung baka, nalubak yung gulong. Anong ginawa ni Uza? Hinawakan ang Ark of the Covenant. Siguro feeling niya, baka mahulog. From that standpoint, parang napakalupit ng ginawa ng Panginoon sa kanya. Inagmamagandang loob lang naman, oh. Baka kasi malaglag eh. But the Bible records the real reason why Uzzah was struck dead. Why God's anger broke out. Broke through. Unang breakthrough, pero negative. Why? Because the Word of God says, because of His irreverent That's the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty of the counsel of the Lord. It gives you the reason why God did what He did. It was not the pagmamagandang loob, the baka malaglag, ang nakita ng Spiritu ng Diyos. There was irreverence. There was a trifling of the divine. Hindi ni regard ni Uza na ito isang banal na bagay. Incidentally, the word Uza in Hebrew, it means strength. Uza, strength. Kaya, nung namatay si Uza sa lugar na yon kung saan niya hinawakan ang tabernacle, ang Ark of the Covenant, that place was now called Peretz Uza. And the word Peretz Uza, it says, the breach of man's strength. Isang act of irreverence na inaakala natin na ang ating kalakasan, ang dedependehan, ang siyang magiging determining factor how or why or what God is about to do amongst His people. And maybe that's the sin number one 
of Uza. For 20 years, ang Ark of the Covenant nakita niya sa pamamahay ng kanyang ama. For 20 years, nakita niyang inaalayan ni Eleazar, inaalagaan ang Ark of the Covenant. But you see, sometimes the danger of being tenured in religious things. Matagal mo nang ginagawa, paulit-ulit mong ginagawa, you now start thinking it's your strength that has made things happen. Because for 20 years, siguro dinadaan-daanan lang ni Uza ang tabernacle. For 20 years, feeling niya napaka-privileged ng aming pamilya dahil kami ang nag-aalaga, kami ang pinagkatiwalaan ng Ark of the Covenant. And therefore, there was this over-familiarity. Ako yata ang pastor dito. Ako yata ang nagsimula ng gawain ito. And now there's over-familiarity with the ways of God. That now Uza was acting irreverently towards the most holy of the icons that God has allowed humans to produce for and in God's behalf. Here's my first point today, mga kapatid. The over-familiarity of Uza and the indifference of the Levites caused their irreverence toward God. They trifled with the holy things of God. They regarded the holy things of God as mere ordinary things. Let me himayin ko lang. In the, the over-familiarity, Uza, as I said, 20 years sa sabahin niya. Over-familiar. Alam ko na yan. Ako nga minsan ang nagtatanggal ng alikabok dyan eh. Ako nga dyan ang nag-on off ng kandile. Over-familiar. Eh ngayon, medyo malalaglag. Ako lang, ako na. Ako na bahala rito. Over-familiarity can cause your heart to tend toward irreverence. Dahil feeling mo, alam mo na ang ginagawa mo. Feeling mo, basang-basa mo na ang gawain at ang kapamaraanan ng Diyos. Oh, this is a good reminder for all of us. Thank God that the pastors are here. May we never grow over-familiar with the divine things of the Lord. Kasi masyadong over-familiar. Minsan ang mga jokes, patungkol na sa Diyos. Over-familiar na kay Lord. Ini-invoke ang pangalan ng Panginoong Heso Kristo in a joking, coarse manner. Wala nang reverence sa pangalan ni Kristo. Kasi feeling ng maraming tao, mula na maging Kristiyano ako, best friend na kami ni Lord. Yes, He is your best friend. He is your Father. But God, my friends, He is our King of Kings. Come on, give praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. Siya ay hari ng mga hari. Kung darating si BBM sa lugar na ito, minsan nakarating dito sa lugar natin si uh, GMA. Nung merong isang ibinurol na kapatid ng isang senate, senator na nag-church sa atin yung kapatid niya, nung namatay, request ng family, dito iburol sa lighthouse. So sa baba. And GMA was set to meet. You know what? Two days before the arrival of GMA, Nandito na ang PSG. Halugkog na pati ang Kids Church, pati ang ilalim ng stage na to. Why? Pagtitiyak na walang bomba. Yung mga CR. One day before, teaming with PSG ang buong building na ito. On the hour na parating si, PS, si, uh, si GMA, wala nang gumagalaw sa buong kamino. Traffic sa, sa Alabang Zapote, parating ang presidente ng Pilipinas. 
Kung gano'n ang pagpupugay natin sa presidente ng Pilipinas, alam mong limitado, alam mong makasalanan, alam mong maraming kaso, nothing personal, okay? But alam natin ang pagkatao ng mga presidente may pagkukulang, and yet, binibigyan natin ng pagpupugay. Pero pagdating sa Panginoon, masyado tayong lax, masyado tayong relax, masyado nating itinatrifle ang mga divine. Kaya, kung parating si GMA, nung nandito ang burol, two hours before, full pack na ang buong church. Kasi two hours after, wala nang pwedeng makapasok sa buong kamino. So yung mga dignitaries, yung mga barangay captain, yung mga konsihal, yung mga congressman nakikilamay, nakikilamay, nandito sila two hours before the arrival of GMA. Walang malilate. Parating ang presidente ng Pilipinas. Are you getting this? Akbayan mo nga nang may pagmamahal ang katabi mo. Sabihin mo, bakit late ka palagi pag Sunday, mga kaibigan? Parating ang hari ng mga hari! Nandito ang presensya ng Diyos! Gigising ka alas gis ng umaga! In time for the 10.30 preaching ni Pastor Jojo. May kinakausap ba ang banal na spirito sa lugar nito? Over-familiarity. Over-familiar. Eh, ano pa yan? Kantahan pa yan. Eh, giving pa yan. Magbi-billboard pa yan. Mamaya na ako pasok. Pag-preaching na. Over-familiar. Alam mo na ang takbo. It causes irreverence toward God. Kung si GMA na isang tao lamang Two hours before, wala nang gumagalaw sa buong kamino. Lahat nakaupo na rito. Why excited na parating ang presidente ng Pilipinas sa funeral service? I was the one who preached that day. And so I practically saw the eyes of the president. But she was a mere human. When we have this concept that God can just be ignored and you can just do things the way you want to do it, that is irreverence towards God and that has caused the breakthrough of death and curse in the life of Uzzah. It was the breach of man's strength. Indifference of the Levites. You know why? Because of all people, the Levites should have known how to carry the Ark of the Covenant properly. Sila ang aral. So nung si David ay excited na ibalik sa Jerusalem ang Ark of the Covenant, it should have been the Levites who said, uh, King David, meron pong tamang paraan. Ganito po ang detail nun. But the Levites were indifferent. Why? 20 years nang wala ang Ark of the Covenant. So David thought it was by might. 30,000 men. Ah, susunduin natin ang Ark of the Covenant. Hindi na dadaan sa palakasan, palakihan ng muscle yang kaibigan. There is a proper way to worship God. And when the Levites, the pastors, the priests are very much quiet about this, binabastos na ang Diyos, binabastos na ang church, wala man lang makapag-rebuke, wala man lang makapagpaalala sa isang kapatiran na masyado ng over-familiar sa Panginoon. And you are now indifferent. Wag mo na, wag mo nang i-rebuke, baka umalis ng lighthouse. Indifferent ka na. That causes the heart of God to be irreverent. We trifle. And we have so many examples of God. The sons of Aaron. Itong uh, Old Testament priest, ang kanyang mga anak, bihasa, aral, sa lahat ng ginagawa ng Diyos sa, sa templo. Anong ginawa ng mga anak niya? Labas-masok sa Holy of Holies, sila maglalagay ng fire. One day, boom, they were struck dead by God. 
No to over-familiarity. No to indifference. Oh, see, the sons of Eli, the high priest during, the Sam- during Samuel's time, meron siyang dalawang anak, si Hophni sa si Phinehas, nagdadala ng mga prostitutes sa templo. Kinakain, ninanakaw ang mga para kay Lord ng mga offering. They just trifle with it. Why? Tatay ko kaya ang high priest dito. One day, God struck them dead. Ananias and Sapphira, mga, mga, what do you call this? Mga pioneers ni Peter sa Acts Church. Pwede na magsinungaling. Hindi, binento namin. Hindi, binigay namin lahat ng pinagbentahan sa'yo, Peter. Hindi kami nagsisinungaling. Boom! The Holy Spirit struck them dead. Oh, mga kaibigan, may we note, may we note, that the 20 years stay of the Ark of the Covenant in Abinadab's house did not cause a deep reverence for God to grow and flourish in Uzzah's heart. 20 years. Siguro dumating ang, uh, ang Ark of the Covenant, binatilyo si Uzzah, 20 years after, he's now 30, 40 years old, but it did not cause him to grow in reverence. Here's the lesson. Once land of say in a church does not automatically mean a deeper experience with God. Hindi dahil matagal ka na sa lighthouse, that means talagang kilala mo na ang Diyos. Kung merong irreverence, kung merong over-familiarity, kung merong indifference, mga kapatid, you will not, we will not experience the Lord. 20 years sa bahay ni Abinadab, and yet Uzzah was irreverent toward God. Pero sa bahay ni Obed-Edom, three months lang, pinag Pala na silang lubos. Wala sa tagal, wala sa haba, wala sa seniority ng yung stay sa Kristyanismo. Nasa puso ng mananampalataya. If you will experience the presence of God, come on, give your praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. Huwag tayong darating sa puntong, ah, huwag mo akong pagsabihan. 33 years ang lighthouse, 34 years na ako rito. Papunta ka pa lang, pabalik na ako. Hindi pa rin pagsabihan, ano ka, perfect? Di ikaw na. Andito pala si Idol eh. Diba? Sheesh! Overfamiliar ka na eh. Diba? Hindi madidetermina ang iyong experience with God just because matagal ka na sa church. This is a word of God for the young people here today. That's why Paul would say, do not ever allow people to look down on you just because you are young. Eh, dahil bata pa ako, eh, kumpara sa mga titos of Manila, titos of Lighthouse, titos of Lighthouse, wala pa akong karapatan magsalita. No, it's not your length of tenure. It's your deep experience with God that will allow the Lord to give your life, to use your life for His glory and honor. Amen. Sa mga online uh, viewers natin, type Amen. Importante pong malaman natin yun, mga kapatid. Now let's go to Obedidom. So namatay si Uzang, nagalit, natakot si David, saan ko ilalagay? Baka marami pang mamatay. And why Obedidom? Obedidom was part of the Levites. He was an Edomite, east of Jordan, doon siya nagsettle, but he was also a Gittite. He uh, transported himself to the land of Gath, kung saan nandun si Goliath. But even in the land of Gath, merong mga places for the Levites. And even that place in Edom, in Gath, it did not stop Obed-Edom. It did not stop him to give God the rightful worship. 
And it was a setup for him. Kaya nung namatay si Uzzah, sabi ni David, saan tayo pupunta? Somebody must have whispered to David, meron ditong Levite, tapat kay Lord. Sino yun? Si Obed-Edom. Sige, dalin natin sa kanyang pamamahay. And it says, it stayed there only for three months. Tatlong buwan lang ang presence ni Lord. And yet, here is one lesson, mga kapatid. Because yung word na Obed-Edom, it means servant. Kaya merong reverence sa Obed-Edom. For as long, for how long na siya Levites, walang sinabi ang Bible. The Bible was quiet. But the fact was, he was in the service. He was a Levite in that barrio. Hindi Jerusalem, hindi Hebron, hindi capital, hindi siya alabang. He was in Armado. He was in Katarman. He was there in uh, Isabela, far from the center of the Philippines. And yet, he was faithful. He was a servant. Alam niya, karapat dapat ang Diyos sa pinakamataas na papuri ng pagsisilbi. And so, the Lord, through David, allowed Obed-Edom to be the caretaker of, of the Ark of the Covenant. And let me say this, mga kaibigan. Obed-Edom's head, heart, hand devotions were now setups of the Lord to bless him. Kasi matagal na siyang buo, ang puso, isip, kalakasan para kay Lord. Set up lang ni Lord yon. Why? Because when David was afraid of the Lord that day, and when David said, How can the ark of the Lord over ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him. Instead, he took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom. I underscore the word afraid. Si David, afraid. Why? Ignorance. Hindi alam ni David ang gagawin. But Obed-Edom, he did not approached the Lord with that unhealthy fear. He said, yes, if the house, if the Ark of the Covenant needed or needs a home, welcome. Gamitin nyo ang aking pamamahay. When David was not willing, isang bagsak lang, namatay lang ang isa, ayaw na ni David ipagpatuloy ang kanyang misyon. Obed-Edom said, I am willing. When David just took aside, itinabilang niya ang isang divine Ark of the Covenant Obed-Edom from that moment on must have placed the Ark of the Covenant at the very center of his household. It might be a place na hindi kilala ng maraming tao, but that place become, became a place of worship unto the Lord. And what happened? The Ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom for three months. And pakibasa? And the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Hindi sukatan ang tagal ng yung pagiging Kristiano, pagiging Levite. Kahit isang araw palang ang panginoon sa buhay mo, kahit tatlong buwan palang ang Dios sa buhay mo, ngayon palang pwede ka nang mapuno ng pagpapala ng Dios sa buhay mo. Amen. Because it's not about your works, it's not about your deeds. It is the heart of God that sees your heart who is willing, which is willing to give God the highest praise. Amen? Palapakarati si Lord, mga kaibigan. Oh, I don't know how to finish this preaching, mga kapatid. Blessed from the Hebrew word barak. Kaya may preaching si Pastor Albert many years ago. Beraka. What does it mean? Blessed. Prospered. I like the third definition. By the strong man, by thy strong concordance. Adored. Tagalogin ko ha. Ang barak pala, ibig sabihin, pinagpala, pinanagana, kinagiliwan ng Diyos. 
Akbayan mo nga, yakapin mo nga katabi, sabihin mo, nagigiliwang Diyos sa'yo. Di ba? Yung kinagigiliwang ka ng Diyos. Bakit magigiliwang Diyos sa'yo? Dahil nakikita niya ang kadalisayan ng puso mo na walang ibang hangad kundi pagsilbihan ang hari ng mga hari. Amen? If Ovid Edom wasted his time saying, Oh, David, wag ako. Sino ba naman ako, David? Iba na lang. No, David was afraid. David was unwilling. David was taking the, the Ark of the Covenant aside. But Ovid Edom said, I am, I am willing. I will go. Dito sa pamamahay ko. And because of that, the small beginnings, the short tenure of God, three months of the Ark of the Covenant, and yet Obed Edom was being set up by the Lord. Para pagpalain, para managana, para kagiliwan ng presensya ng banal na Espiritu. Lahat ng gustong kagiliwan ng Lord, mas umigaw ng Hallelujah! Woo! God is good, mga kaibigan. And so, 1 Chronicles 15, si David nagkaroon ng realization. Sabi ni David, tinawag niya mga Levites. Nung nandun na kay Edom, kay Obed-Edom, yung Ark of the Covenant, David, sabi niya sa mga Levites, it was because you, the Levites, did not bring it up the first time that the Lord our God broke out in anger against us. Kasi kayo kay, kayong may alam eh. Pinabayaan niyo lang akong dumiskarte eh. Sabi ni David, we did not inquire of him about how to do it in the prescribed way. And that time, the priests, the Levites, consecrated themselves in order to bring up the Ark of the Lord, the God of Israel. And balik tayo sa 2 Samuel chapter 6. Now King David was told, The Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything that he has because of the Ark of God. David went down and brought up the Ark from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And you know that story. Talagang wala nang, uh, wala nang pasubali ang pagpupuri ni David. Naghubad na siya, nagsasayaw na siya. Why? Because it was truly a day of rejoicing. Another lesson, my friends, Obed-Edom's experience with God became the flame that ignited the attitude of right worship. Amongst the Levites who were growing indifferent and irreverent, and even with King David who did not know any better. And that's what happens, mga kaibigan. When an Obed Edom is raised amongst our, our midst, even the reluctant, even the fearful, even the ignorant, na ignite ang kanalang puso. There is a way. That's why pinagbibigyan natin ng panahon to be excellent in the way we do our Sunday services. So that pag merong unang dating, isang tao naghahanap ng presensya ng Diyos, first time makakita ng, ng Christian service, and they will say, Oh, God is in this place. And their hearts are ignited as well because they can see in the heart of every person. They can see in the eyes of the Levites leading worship. They can see in the eyes of those leading prayers that truly they revere the Lord in the house of God. But here is the ending of this story. Obed-Edom was blessed. His household was blessed. Obed-Edom could have said, Okay, dali nyo na. Naka-three months na ako. Sapat na yung aking bank account. Bless na bless na ako kay Lord. Uh, God bless you, David, ha? Dito lang ako sa, sa lugar ko. God bless you. Hindi, ha? Obed-Edom became part of the Levites 
that now served before the Ark of the Covenant in the temple of God built by David. He did not glory in his past blessings. Nakita niya ang kabutihan ng Diyos sa mga oras nito. And yet, Obed-Edom knew greater things lie ahead. The Lord can and would use him, could and would use him in so many other ways to impact so many more lives. So Obed-Edom became part of the Levites. Doon na mismo sa, that means he had to relocate. He had to move out of his barrio. And now he was in the city of David. Oh, they were gatekeepers. Anong trabaho ni Obed-Edom? Kung sa bahay niya, siya ay, siya mismo ang pinaka-high priest. Siya mismo ang nag-aalay ng kandila. Pagdating sa Jerusalem, hindi na siya ang main star kasi may high priest na ang mga Levitical order. Ano nang gawain na Obed-Edom? Gatekeepers. Asher na siya. Hindi na siya sa loob ng Holy of Holies. Siya na ngayon ang taga-bukas. Taga-sara ng pinto. Welcome to Lighthouse. Well, thank you. Good seeing you today. Kaibigan, walang malaki, walang maliit na gawain o serbisyo sa kaharian ng Diyos. Kahit ikaw ay taga-bukas, sara lamang ng pintuan. Gawin mo sa tamang pananampalataya. Gawin mo out of your desire to worship God. Oh, God will bless you even all the more. Everybody will say, Amen. And yet, there is more, mga kapatid. Hindi lamang siya naging gatekeeper. Hindi lamang siya naging Levite sa loob mismo ng templo. Look at this. Sa so 1 Chronicles 26, they identified the divisions of the gatekeepers. Mga ushers, gatekeepers, kayo yun. Obed-Edom had sons, Shemaiah, Jehozabad, Joah, Sakar, Nathaniel, Amiel, Issachar, Pulify, yung walo niyang anak, naging usher din. And again, the Bible emphasizes it. It is in the Bible. For God has blessed Obed-Edom. Pati ang kanyang mga anak, hindi lang yun mga kapatid. His son Shemaiah, so upon niya, si Shemaiah had sons who were leaders in their father's family because they were capable. The sons of Shemaiah, Othni, Raphael, Obed, Elzabad, Pati ang kanyang mga kamag-anak, Elihu, Shemakaya, are all able men. All these were descendants of Obed-Edom. They and their sons and their relatives were capable men with the strength to do the work. Descendants of Obed-Edom, nagay pa ang number, 62 in all from his family, became Levites serving the King of Kings, mga kaibigan. Palapakan natin si Lord, mga kapatid. Oh, this is my last point for you. When you dedicate your head, heart, hand capabilities to serve God and His people, generations shall soak in the blessings of experiencing our God. Amen? Hindi lang ikaw ang pagpapalain. Yung anak mong pinapanood ka, yung apo mong kasakasama mo sa service, napapanood ang pagkanta mo rito, ang pag-usher mo, ang pagbibigay mo ng tubig sa isang preacher, they will grow up in the love of the Lord. And your posterity. Yan ay sabihin ng posterity. Ang salin lahi na darating at susunod pa sa'yo, they will also be servants in the temple of the Lord. In summary, mga kaibigan, in summary, if you'd like to experience God, some people would experience God through breakthroughs of death and curses. And we have seen that in the life of Uzzah. What, what ushers these curses? Irreverence, fear, indifference. Wala ka, nang, 
Wala ka nang regards sa mga holy things of the Lord. But we have seen today in the life of Obed-Edom, a life of a breakthrough of life and blessings. When you are willing, when you are servant-hearted, when you are there to worship God. And that's why Korah, one of the Levites, penned these immortal words in Psalms 84. Korah would now say, a Levite, Oh, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And he said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. You know, gatekeeper, doorkeeper, in Hebrew, the same meaning. A guard, a guard of the threshold, a keeper of order, an usher, a greeter. Kaibigan, hindi maliit na trabaho ang ginagawa ng mga ushers natin na tagabukas, tagasara ng pintuan. Hindi malit na trabaho ang ginagawa ng ating mga ushers na tinatanggap ang offerings ng mga anak ng Diyos. Come on, give praise to the Lord for the lives of our ushers. Huwag mo sasabihin, wala kasi akong talent eh. Wala kasi akong capability. Mag-usher na lang ako. No. Ang mga nag-usher in the Old Testament were capable men. Even in the book of Acts, in the anointing of the seven, sina Stephen, ano ang criteria? Full of the spirit and wisdom. Yung mga naging unang usher sa book of Acts. Puspos ng banal na spirito. And it, it is, as I end, it is always my joy to recall my earliest days in Lighthouse. When my very first ministry here in Lighthouse was to be an usher. It was in 1998, I walked into Lighthouse. Pagdating ng 1999, um, I heard from the announcement from the pulpit na kailangan ng mga ushers. And I said, that's where I can contribute. Nice kumang kumanta, ayaw ng kanta sa akin, mga kaibigan. So, alam na natin yun. Nice kumang sumayaw, parang agape. Ayaw rin ng sayaw sa akin. Pero sabi ko, yung magbukas, magsarado ng pinto, kaya ko yan. Ano ba? Yung mimiti, magsabi ng, good morning, kaya ko yan. My very first ministry, ushers. And I remember that very first morning when I became an usher. Ang call time, 7 o'clock in the morning, Alabang Town Center Cinema. Excited ako. Takbo ako ng Alabang Town Center. Nandun nating usher said, si Brother Chito. Nag-pray kami. Brother Ray Ramos, tatlo pa lang kami. Late din yung ibang ushers. So tatlo kami. 7 o'clock ang call time. Pero kaming tatlo lang nandun. And then Brother Chito said, Brother Joe, welcome to the ushering ministry. Huh? By the way, hindi nalilisan yung CR sa Cinema One. Nag-last full show ko gabi. Wala na sigurong janitor. Ngayong 7 o'clock, wala pa yung mga janitors. Darating na ang mga mananampalataya. Ikaw na muna maglinis ng CR. My very first assignment in the house of the Lord, in the cinema, was to mop. Na totoo lang, hindi ako marunong magmop. Hindi naman ako naglinis sa bahay. But I was there, mopping. I was there making sure na CR ng babae malinis. I was making sure na walang, walang ano ng... Sorry, ng urine, ang, ang rim ng CR ng kalalakihan. First year in Lighthouse, the Lord ushered me to the Holy of Holies. And I don't mean it by joke. Because many years later, when I was already a full-time pastor of Lighthouse, and one day, discouragement was all around me. I was so discouraged with ministry. I was just feeling so lonely. I was feeling so tired. The Lord said, Magsini ka sa Sinimuan. I went there alone at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, weekday. Nagsini ako. Hindi ko na maalala kung anong sinihan. 
Anong si anong, anong palabas? But as I was sitting there in the cinema, hardly no people in the cinema, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the Spirit reminded me, go to the CR. Palagi mong minamap nung bago kang lighthouse, ushers a lighthouse. Go to the cubicle. There were three cubicles yun sa kalalakihan. Go to the last cubicle. Sabi niya, naalala mo, nung bago ka mananampalataya, you would close this door, you would kneel down before me, even it was before the toilet bowl. You would kneel before me, and there you interceded for the coming service. The Lord said, kinatagpo kita sa CR. Kakatagpoin kita sa ibang bahagi ng buhay mo. Oh, I've been a pastor now for 23 years. But one of my most favorite places is still Cinema One in Alabang Town Center. Because it is not the glam, it is not the pomposity, it's not the lightings, it's not the microphone that God is looking for you. Lord is looking for reverence in your heart. Balikan mo ang mga panahong nagsisilbo ka kay Lord na walang nakakapansin sa'yo, walang pumapalakpak sa'yo, walang nagbibigay sa'yo ng kahit anong love gift, walang nakakaalala sa birthday mo. Balikan mo yung mga panahong yun and you will realize even in those moments, God already knew you by name. And I remember one time, nagsisimula na ang service. In the middle of the service, Pastor Albert was preaching. I was the usher head. So nasa likod ako. Maya-maya, limang guard. Pumapasok na ang Cinema One. Sabi niya, sinong pastor? Sabi ko nang pipreach. Kailangan mag-vacate. Bakit o? Nasusunog yung isang restaurant kung nasan ngayon ang North Park. Nasusunog. Pagtingin ko sa labas, puting usok. That hallway. Kung nasan ngayon ang sports, yung mga Vietnamese restaurant, punong-puno ng puting usok. Kailangan mag-vacate now. Sabi ko, hindi pwede. Ongoing ang service. So sabi ko, sir, Pag lumaki, magbabagate. Pero kung usok lang, kaya ni Lord yan. Sinarado namin pintuan, nilagyan namin ng mga newspapers sa ilalim para walang usok na makapasok sa cinema. And we were there, ushers, five or four of us, we were rebuking the hellfire. In Jesus' name, hindi ka makapasok sa kaharihan ng Diyos. That rawness of faith, rawness of faith, na kaya namin tumayo in the gap, because the people of the Lord were experiencing God inside. Walang makakapagkabala sa mga anak ng Diyos. We were there. You cannot. Fire. You cannot. Alam mo, natapos na lang service. Walang kalamal ang mga lighthouse na nasusunog na pala yung labas. Paglabas nila, amoy na amoy nila yung amoy ng sunog na electrical wire. But everyone was safe. And there I realized, when you are so gung-ho, when the Lord gives you that gung-ho spirit, naunahin ang ang priority mo na ma-experience ng mga tao ng Diyos, ng mga anak ng Diyos ang pagpupuri sa Kanya. Or you realize, my friend, Jesus is the gate and the gatekeeper. Kaya tayo pwede maging usher. Because Jesus Himself, I am the gate. And the people know my name. That Jesus, through Jesus and in Jesus, you can be the Obed-Edom of your family. Tatayo ka lamang in reverence to Him. And in Jesus, we can now be the royal priesthood in the kingdom of the Lord. Why? Because when Jesus died on the cross, He tore the veil. Now He has ushered you into the very presence of God. When Jesus ascended to heaven, He is now saying, I am your intercessors. Lahat ng inyong panalangin nakakarating sa aking Ama through me. And Jesus one day will come again and He will establish the new heaven and new earth and there will be no more tears, there will be no more death. Jesus ultimately will usher us into the brand new creation that God has prepared for us. Amen.
Amen. Amen. May we have the praise and worship with us, please. Oh, I don't want to dismiss you today without giving you the chance to respond to this message. But let me give you some practical ask. Tatlo lamang po. Sinabi na ni Pastor Ren, be part of the ushering ministry. We need young men. We need young people to be part of the ushering ministry. We also need the senior citizens to be ushers. We also need the middle-aged people to be ushers. If only your skill is to smile. If your only talent is to look good, smell good, smile, be friendly, and open the door and say one script, Welcome to Lighthouse. You will be honored by the Lord and you will be blessed by the Lord as you serve Him. Be part of the ushering ministry. Approach me, approach Pastor Ren right after the service. Contribute your passions to the Levites' ministry. Maruno was computer. Media people. Our media ministry needs so many volunteers. Maruno ako sa music. Kailangan namin ng guitarista, ng drums. Marami akong extra guitara sa bahay. I-donate mo sa sa Levites ministry. Meron ako amplifier, hindi ko na nagagamit. Ibigay mo na lang sa Lighthouse, magagamit yan. Isa lang ang ating monitor dito sa harap. Dapat ngayon, tatlo o apat na monitor. Kulang tayo ng kagamitan, mga kapatid. Kulang tayo. If that's the only thing that you would want to contribute in this, oh, contribute, my friends, to the Levites ministry. And impact God's people by allowing them to experience God in the worship service. Why? Because the calling is the same. Shema Yisrael. Adonai Elohino. Adonai Ekad. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Yan ang inahanap ng Panginoon. And when we do that, we impact the side of eternity for the saving of many lives. To God be the glory forever and ever. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yan po ang aming dalangin, Panginoon, na kami po ay gamin yung banal na tahanan. Katulad, Lord, ng pagtatalaga ni Obed-Edom sa kanyang tahanan na maging luklukan ng inyong presensya, Panginoon. Inaalay namin sa inyo ang aming pamilya, ang aming puso, ang aming kaluluwa ang lahat ng aming kalakasan, Panginoon. And Lord, thank you that through Jesus you have now tabernacled with your people. Nang banal na spirito ang palaging presensyang nagbibigay sa amin ng inspirasyon at kalakasan, pagpapaalala kung kami lumilihis ng landas. Ang banal na spirito na nagbibigay sa amin ng convictions, kung amin na pong ginagawang maliit ang mga banal na bagay sa kaharian ng Diyos. Lord, today I lead the people of the Lord in Lighthouse to seek for your forgiveness. If we, in one way or another, have trifled with the, or- with the holy things of God and have regarded them as ordinary. Lord, we seek for your breakthrough in our lives, a breakthrough of life and blessings. So that, Lord, lahat kami nakatayo sa inyong harapan. Kami may matagal na rito sa Lighthouse, or kakasimula pa lang namin ang aming pilgrimage of faith, that all of us will stand always in testimony that every moment you are allowing us, O Lord, to experience your holy presence. Teach us, Holy Spirit, how it is to truly worship our King Jesus. Teach us, Holy Spirit, 
how it is to encounter God more intimately in prayers. And so Lord, salamat na sa aming paglilingkod sa inyo. Ito ay minarapat nun ninyo, Lord, as an offering, a fragrant offering of sacrifice before your holy throne. At alam namin, Panginoon, ang inyong pagpapalay, inyong binubuhos sa inyong mga anak at sa mga salinlahing darating pa sa mga parating na maraming taon ng aming buhay. Sa inyo po ang pinakamataas na papuhay at pagsamba dahil kayo lamang ang karapat-dapat, Panginoon. We commit to you the coming Sundays, Lord, here in Lighthouse na manumbalik, Panginoon, sa Lighthouse ang kasariwaan ng paggalaw ng banal na Espiritu na manariwa sa Lighthouse, Panginoon, ang, ang realidad ng inyong paghawak, pagyakap sa mga taong tumatawag sa banal na pangalan ni Jesus. Maghari ka, Panginoon, ngayon at kailanman. Lift up your hands for the benediction now, church. And may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift His countenance towards all, all of us. May the Lord grant us His peace as He ushers us into the very throne room of God to experience His love and goodness forever and ever. In Jesus' name, and everyone will shout, Amen! See you next Sunday for the continuation of this series. Give someone a hug today. Lighthouse Online, pagpalain kayo ng Panginoon. Oh, my God, I'm